Hey everybody, Icebox Podcast episode 27 here. Pod's been rolling recently. We got NBA playoff kind of review, looking forward, review of my first NBA game, talking about the play-in, talking about the playoffs, talking about who we think is going to win it all in the finals. And we have the promised top five cards in each of our collections, not on monetary value solely, but also sentimental value. So some interesting stuff, interesting stories coming down the pike. But just right off the top, before we get rolling, thank you to all you guys for listening. Always appreciate the support and the support this month of April in particular has been incredible. We have already surpassed the January uh, listens, I believe, and we are only 13 days into the month at the time of recording this. The support has been overwhelming, so please keep listening. Please keep sharing it with your friends if you do like it. And yeah, just want to shout out everyone for tuning in. It's definitely more than we thought we would be getting in this kind of surprising but exciting growth. So we will keep the content coming, we promise. But Matt, how are we doing? Good. Yeah. Uh, also, just want to say, you know, thanks to the listeners. It's it's uh, crazy that people even find it entertaining or care about like what I have to say or like, I, I don't know. It's kind of weird to be in this position, but it's cool and it's fun. And I've had a lot of fun doing the podcast. So yeah, appreciate all the listeners. Um, yeah, I watched the playing games yesterday. Um, got to watch the Timberwolves pull it off. Got to watch Pat, uh, Pat Beverly go crazy, <laughs> which I don't know. Some people have a problem with it. I don't personally. I think it's entertaining. I mean, it's, I don't know. We just, we just played in a bubble with no fans. And now he's jumping on a scorer's table with fans just going crazy. Nothing good has happened in the state of Minnesota for who knows how many years. Um, the basketball team has been in the dumps for a, a long, long time. time. Yeah. And now something good happens. Like, I don't know. I'd celebrate it. I mean, I'll tell you what, this is going to be me next year. When the Pistons do something, <laughs> I'm going to be going crazy. Like if the Pistons were to make the playing game yeah. and then win it. Oh, it's my, huge. I would, yeah, I would. And the Pistons have more recent success than Minnesota does. I remember when the Pirates, uh, you know, obviously a different sport, but this is similar energy to the T-Wolves uh, in terms of misery for prolonged periods of time. I believe if I'm correct, the Pirates had 20 consecutive losing seasons, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm not sure if it was the year that was broken or the year after that losing. 20 years of a losing record. I mean, that's terrible. I mean, there's, yeah. it's, it's 20 years of misery. I mean, 20 years is a long time. And, <laughs> and I was not alive for all 20 of those years. But nonetheless, my childhood included the misery and in 2013, I believe it was, the Pirates made the wild card game in the playoffs. It was similar to like a play-in, you know, wild card game. One game playoff, you know, to like see if you're going to make it into uh, the into the real playoffs. And it was insane. They won. They won that first. They won that game. And it was it was incredible. They, it was at PNC Park, and it was like we had won it all, you, that, yeah. that winning that game. Yeah. And now I'm starting to wonder, was it just a one-game playoff or was it a series? But you ask everyone in Pittsburgh, 
And I even asked a guy at Shipshawana about that. And if you remember, you were at that table when I was there and talked about a playoff game, talked about the Johnny Cueto, where he dropped the baseball. Everyone in Pittsburgh remembers it because the whole cha- uh, whole crowd was chanting like Cueto and stuff at him. And he dropped the ball in between pitches and he had to pick it up off the mound. And it was an iconic moment, which, you know, in grand sport is nothing. But <laughs> I feel the T-Wolves fans because that was like nothing in terms of the whole sport, but it was everything to us. So I can understand the being excited for the T-Wolves for a win like that. Very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I experienced something yesterday that I did not think I was going to experience. I found myself kind of liking Pat Beverly, like just a little bit and like just rooting for the guy. I don't know. He's, I mean, he really tries hard, like on both ends of the floor, which whether you like him or not, like you got to respect that because that's actually decently rare in today's NBA. He He does try hard. He plays a very active, very bouncing on his feet, like defense. Like he's. Yeah. I I just like him because he talks. I mean, he talks. (laughs) He is Michael Jordan. And then at the end of the game, you'll look at the stat sheet and he's like, one for three for three points it's like nice but i mean he still has a huge impact on the game on defensively and just getting in people's heads all the time i it's going to be entertaining to watch him against uh i believe they play the grizzlies so yeah they played the grizzlies the grizzlies and the t-wolves have had some beef this year they've had some issues with pat bev uh pat bev and job been like up in each other's face and like so we will see I'm not going to lie, as the Grizz fan, I was wanting the Clippers. Uh, I didn't really want the T-Wolves. I think we should be able to take care of business against the T-Wolves, but I think they're more dangerous than the Clippers. They have a lot of energy and a lot of hunger, and I don't think the Clippers have the same hunger, uh, and I think that matters. Yeah, Edwards is a he's a good player. Here, watching that game yesterday – Really made me want to go out and buy an Edwards card. It's tough buying Edwards cards. It's an unsafe year to be buying cards of. <sighs> yeah. And so much, Matt. It's dangerous out there. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I would assume I don't really pay attention to his market, so I'm not really sure. But I would assume that like his autos do really well, I, I would bet. I saw that on Slabstock's post that a horizontal NT did like 5K or does like 5K or something like that. I don't know if the grade, what the grade was, what the grade wasn't. But his trues are probably, I don't know, 30, 40. Yeah. I, that's oh. just a guess. I have actually no idea. That, I mean, that's it could be 100, it could be like 20. I don't know. Yeah, it looks like the last horizontal raw. Out of 75, Patch Auto, out of NT, did 4,000. Okay. I guess I don't know what a true would do. Maybe 30. Oh, oh, here's a true in BGS 9. BGS 910 on Golden with a, like, medium quality patch did 50,000. Holy cow. Wow. Yeah, so that one's... Okay. Okay. That one's not my league, but... Yeah, I would like to get something of his. Maybe even like a numbered prism, I think. Would oh, be I got you. I know what you should buy because they look sick. 
the, oh, no. the is it gonna be no it's 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 an nt but you buy oh. the retro nt the ones that are the oh yeah uh, the retro nts i think they look like is it 2011 or 2010 or something they, I they, you were look, recommend. Like, they look what, like what? earlier than the Kawhi one they're awesome and and they're a a PSA eight out out of eleven of this was is four thousand dollars, which is the same as the regular horizontal. Like, why would you not want this clearly cooler looking one? I don't know. Yeah, what call me crazy. The, what was the product that you really liked that I just did not? Elite. Yes. Yeah, I, I like Elite. I think Elite, elite looks awesome. I like yeah. Elite. I do. I do. I I almost ended up buying some random elite junk, you know, some random parallels of Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson out of that, you know, just for the fun of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Who, so who's going to win it all? Uh, I think I'm not going to lie. When I went to the Bucks Celtics game, Celtics look pretty legit. Celtics also just could not miss from three for like the entire first half. Like they were shooting like forty-seven percent, like deep into oh, yeah. the second quarter. Yeah, Marcus Smart. Up. Marcus Smart had twenty-nine points. I was, we, I was talking to my friends who I went with, and we were like, uh, "The odds of them ever listening to this are very low, but if they do, maybe they'll they'll chuckle." But we were talking about if you put like any of the players like out there, like on either the Bucks or the Celtics, on an NCA mediocre NCA team, would they win the national championship? like by having this player and we decide like the bench players like no and then we were like I was like what about Marcus Smart and my one friend was like oh yeah like they would definitely win like the national championship if you put Marcus Smart in the front and my other friend was like no way he's like Mark you need someone who can like score and someone who has offense and his defense wouldn't be valuable enough that game Marcus Smart went off he dropped 29 <laughs> which for Marcus, Marcus probably averages, what, 12, 15 points a game, I would guess. And he put up 29. I sent my friend a picture of the next day because he put up four points in the game after that. But the Celtics look pretty good. And they were playing without Tatum, and they almost beat the Bucs. And the Bucs were, like, trying. Like, it was a very lively, like, we're tr- ever, both teams trying to win atmosphere, like, six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Like, it got intense. That's a very interesting question. If you could put one player on a I don't know if Marcus Smart's good enough to do it. Like we're talking about like a, a yeah. like a meet like a team that would miss the NCA tournament. Yeah, like, that's actually so interesting. I'm I've never thought about that before with any player. But because we had gone to like this Georgia Tech Notre Dame game, and like Notre Dame obviously made the tournament and we beat Georgia Tech by like 20 points. But, like, Georgia Tech, you know, is, like, a power conference team, you know, so they're not, like, nobodies. But they were not that good. And we were, like, if you put Marcus Smart on that team, like, how good are they is what we were trying – is what we were talking about while we were sitting there watching the game. Yeah, that's that's interesting. That's very interesting. But yeah, uh, Fun times. But I think the Bucks, pretty dang good. Yeah. Giannis is – Watching Giannis in person was really fun and also really uh, showed how much better he is than like other people on the floor and how you watch it on TV, like him going to the rim and you're like, how is this going to work? 
but in person, it looks even more ridiculous. And we were at these, like, we were up in like the upper deck. So in like cheaper seats. So, but they're good. Celtics good. I'm worried the Celtics could lose to the Nets though. Uh, I think the Grizzlies, I think the Grizzlies have a favorable draw. Uh, I think because they played the, I'm I'm a Grizzlies fan though, so I'm biased. But they play the uh, T Wolves, and then they play the winner of Nuggets uh, Warriors, which I think they'll beat the winner of that, provided they beat the T Wolves. And then you're in the Western Conference Finals. So, yeah, I think the Grizzlies have a shot. Uh, I'm trying to think of lowly teams that have a shot. You know who? You know who I think has the such an easy first round is the Bucks. I they're gonna sweep the Bulls. Yeah, the Bulls are Alonzo's out. The Bulls are so bad since like the first what like twenty games of the season when they were. Yeah, the Bulls are pretty bad, and the Bucks are uh, the. But I am high on teams like the Bucks in a similar way to how I was high on. Now, granted. You know, maybe this mean maybe you're saying to yourself, well, I don't even trust your NBA predictions after listening to this, but I was high on the Clippers back in the prime Kawhi, prime PG days, because they were good on both sides of the ball. And that's the way the yeah. Bucks are. Bucks are good on both sides of the ball. Like Chris Middleton, Giannis, Drew Holiday are all plus defenders, and Giannis and Drew Holiday are elite defenders. So Plus Bobby yeah, Portis. Drew. How can you not like Bobby Portis? So <laughs> yeah. they're too good. Yeah, Drew Holiday is such a good defender. I I really like watching him play. I do too. He had 29 in that game that I went to too. Yeah. Which yeah, is that's... a lot for him too. Yeah, I I don't it's it's really tough for me to think anything other than a rematch is gonna happen. Bucks you think the Suns are going to steamroll? Yeah, I don't. You don't think I'm more? I I have the Bucks and the Nets as like 50-50 in in terms of like Eastern Conference. I just think the I don't Dude, know. Dude, Kyrie on that Ramadan yeah. fast though. Did you see that? Yeah. Because he's Muslim, he, like, can't eat from sunrise or drink water from sunrise to sundown until Ramadan ends. And I think Ramadan only started, like, a week ago, and it's, like, a month. So he's not uh, eating or drinking the entire day of these games. I want to say – I want to say Hakeem Olajuwon did that. It's possible. I don't know if he was Muslim or not. But, but yeah, he – what did he shoot? Like 12 for 15 or something? Yeah, Kyrie had a very good game. Yeah, he, I mean, at one point he was like 11 for 11 or 12 yeah. for 12. I mean, he was hitting. And the, the thing is, those were not easy shots that he was hitting. Like, they, he took some bad shots and then they just went in. It, I just feel like Kyrie, I know he's sat out this year and stuff, but like, to me, He's almost like a top five player in the NBA. He's, he's so like good. He is yeah. so good. Like when he's healthy and playing consistently, he is just incredible. He, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I would not be surprised if the Nets upset the Celtics, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they got killed either. Yeah. Kyrie is like annoying at times, 
but he definitely can have days where you're just like, yeah, that guy's like insane. Yeah. Also, his handles alone, uh, you like watch and you're like, yeah, how do you even do that? Yeah. So you yeah, think, think Suns Bucks? Yeah. You think the Mavs have a chance to no. make a little noise? As Not a what? Mavs are a what? A four seed? Yes. They're just, they got the Jazz, I'm pretty sure. Well, I'm pretty sure Luca's day-to-day right now. Oh, he had some uh, calf soreness or something? Yeah. And, oh, it says strained calf injury. So He's probably fine. It says... Everyone's beat up. He's fine. If he's not a wimp, he should wheel himself out there. Yeah. I I don't know. Now that like I'm really seeing these articles, I don't know if he's gonna play in game one. But Oof. I I just feel like he's too much of a the Mavs are too much of a one man show. They're well without him, they're nothing. They're right. although Spencer Dinwiddie creates and Jalen Brunson can create. I actually was pretty yeah. – I'm pretty big fan of Jalen Brunson. I think he's underrated. He's pretty decent. Yeah, I, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if Luka has, like, a couple of really big games, but I don't see them necessarily winning anything. I think them winning series requires him putting up, like, 35 points a night. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's got to put up 35 at least. Well, we'll see. <laughs> That's a tall task, but uh, I'm gonna. We got. We got it though. Before we move on from this, official predictions are required. So you got to lock it in. So I want to hear the Eastern Conference, Western Conference, and the winner. So make it okay. Official. Yeah, I'll pick Bucks, Suns. I don't know. I'll just go with who I like more. I like the Bucks, so I'll just pick them. I like rooting for Giannis. So I'm gonna pick. I I want the Bucks and the Grizzlies. Obviously, I like Giannis, and I obviously like the Grizzlies. I think I have to say Suns Nets, but then I think the Suns have to win it because I I I I don't I don't know. I feel like it's too risky, so I'm going to say Suns over Nets. Okay. All right. Lock it in. We'll see. Locked in. We'll return in a couple months to that one. Or maybe sooner if we lose some teams. Yeah. Yeah, it depends who gets out. Yeah, we might see some early upsets or something. Who knows? Yeah, Bucks Nets meet up before the uh, – they'll meet up in the second round. Yep. And provided they both win. But right. Yeah. Should be good. Should be good. With that, right, uh... we want to move along. Top five yeah, and... cards. Yeah, so this is like, for the listeners, this is top five, not monetary value, but not completely sentimental value either. Just purely just like top five cards that kind of almost have the combination of like both. I don't know. Where it's like you think it's cool. like Yeah. There are not uh, very hard and fast rules for this system. No. We are – we, we, you get the idea. It's not all money, but yeah, looks and like sentimental do val do have value. Money has some value, but 
I don't know. We got a lot of cards to choose from. I assume that Matt over there has a, a hearty store of miscellaneous cards, you know, not the ones you necessarily are seeing on, you know, the IG getting sold and bought and sold, but stuff that's just been sitting around for a while that he's a fan of. But why don't we uh, start with number five? We'll start with our number five and work to number one. We can tell the stories as we go. Maybe listeners will learn some new cards, get inspired, think about some of their own old cards. Yeah. I'll, uh, so my number five, I kind of, well, I did allude to it last week, is that Champs Portraits LeBron. Um, Solid number five. Yeah. I'm just a huge fan of that card. Um, I like the picture. I like the emotion. And I like how um, – I don't know if if you have seen the card. If you're li- listening, you can look it up. But I really like how he's wearing the bracelet in the photo that says um, – I believe it's a – I don't even have the card in front of me. But I believe it's a black bracelet that says, I promise. Oh, wait, that's sick. So, yeah, I'm big fan of that. Just just the photography is amazing, and the little details in the picture when you look really close is amazing. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of, of that. That is cool. So, yeah, that's a, probably the a shorter one. But, yeah, i big fan of that card. Those those cards with, cards with cool photos definitely are in. I'm actually thinking I don't have any that are the cool photos. Although I guess the honorable mention would be the David Ortiz, you know, SP, but those, uh, because I feel like I can get those anytime, I guess it makes it less cool and like not top five to me. But yeah, the champs portrait, definitely cool. Number five, there were a lot of things that could have gone number five for me. We got to go though with football. And with the, I've, this is by far the most recent addition to my collection of these. Is the Ian Book RPA got number five? I was very excited about that one. Cotton Bowl, going back to the 2019 bowl game, the first uh, bowl game or first uh, playoff game for Notre Dame since what I think, since I think 2012 and the great humiliation of 2012 when we lost to Alabama in the BCS championship game. 42 to 14, uh, but it, it really cool card, flawless gold. Ian Book, quarterback for Notre Dame past three years, brought us good seasons and definitely trumps the uh, Chase Claypool, uh, one that I have from the previous year because, uh, I don't know, Ian Book, quarterback, and plus the gold foil looks pretty awesome. And while it is not the most valuable Someday those won't be that easy to find because no one will even sell them because no one will care except for the, as a couple Notre Dame people. So that one I was pretty excited about. Plus the picture looks cool. It's just an awesome looking card, which is the reason it was able to make it in the top five. Yeah. That's getting the college autos is pretty cool. I'm definitely gonna have to compete with some fellow Michigan fans to get a Hutchinson when they come out. So I, I understand why you were so excited to get that because just as like a 
that's like a pure like PC card. Yeah, it was very exciting. I would that was very exciting. It was that I had a huge PC run with that and the Juju. Like, you yeah. know, but like the Ian book is beat out the Juju because Ian book pretty awesome. And that stuff is like sneaky expensive, by the way. Like Chase Claypool, I bought that one like right after he came out. And it was like 120 bucks. Like, and he was a rookie and he was like an early-ish round pick. And he was having success with the Steelers. And it's, it was like 120 then. And like Chase Claypool, I think in terms of NFL success, has huge step down. Like if you look at his Steelers cards yeah. from the peak, they're probably down like 75%. But this one's only down like a third. It's still 80 bucks for the flawless like RPA of like the Notre Dame one. And I think it's just because the collegiate market for some teams like Notre Dame is pretty large. And like people don't really care about the NFL success. They just care about the, the college. Right. Yeah, I think. I think it's actually kind of cool because I think we're both fans of teams like that. I think Notre Dame is very strong for that Michigan is very strong for that I think Ohio State is Mm -hmm. pretty strong for that um Alabama's enormous yeah Alabama I think they usually pay decent I'm not really sure though there's so Um, many Alabama fans don't you see them maybe I just see them because I don't like Alabama and it's like how if you see a car like if you like buy a car like you see it everywhere on the road that's how I feel with Alabama stickers on cars because I I like despise them for having lost to them so many times. And yeah, I feel like the thing with Alabama is I think there's a lot of bandwagoners too that like wouldn't necessarily or fans that like, oh, I like Alabama because they're good. But like if their player goes pro, it's not like, oh, I'm going to overpay for this card just because I want it. You know, that's fair. Yeah, that's how, that's how I feel like Michigan. Ohio State and Notre Dame fans are. I'm sure there's other universities like that too, but like those are the, just the three that come to mind for me. We're all in the same area, all the Midwest. Like, yeah, that's fair. But yeah, what about number four for you? We'll keep it moving because otherwise we could be all day. And we, we got to we'll have to keep it moving because it's dangerous. I'll go otherwise. with another one, uh, another obvious one. And then my other three will be more. Uh, number three. Four is the Jordan Exquisite Auto, which oh, is a recent cool. acquisition cracking the top five. Yeah, because I, well, it's my only Jordan card in my PC. So that kind of makes it a little special. And I don't know, I feel like when I got into collecting, it was always like, oh, I, how can I get a Jordan Auto? And to get an on card Exquisite Auto out of 23. I think that's way better than I ever thought I would do for Jordan. <laughs> I, I thought I would have to, you know, get that like North Carolina, like weird, like booklet or something. Yeah. Like that's, you know, just to get one, but to actually like get a Jordan Bulls auto out of like a high end product is cool. That's yeah. Cool. That's pretty awesome. A recent pickup though, crack in the top 10 or the top yeah. five. Yep. I, yeah, Jordan also has a cool auto, so that that does help from the yeah, cool factor. For me at four, got the big kahuna, which I guess is also, coincidentally, you have a big kahuna at number four with that uh, 
with that Jordan. But my Crosby RPA is four, which oh, yeah. is coming in at four. That my the dollar value after the in the top two for me crashes way down, but these are but number four, the Crosby RPA kind of felt like you did. It was something I had just been hunting for a while and really wanted and have enjoyed owning over time. Also, I believe it is doing well for me. Uh, there have been no public sales of the exact same card since I bought mine, and it's been a year, a year now. So maybe they'll come again, but I, I'm very excited. I It's a horizontal one, not the true high-graded copy. I was really excited about that game-used rookie patch auto. Pretty darn cool. And at a relatively affordable price for, like, the greatest of like a generation, like any yeah. other sport that would run you way, way more. So that's why hockey's fun for me. Cause I get cool cards at cheaper prices. What, what's the uh, grade on that again? It's an eight, five. Oh yeah. That's a very good grade. Full for disclosure. Eight, five seems a little generous, but nonetheless, we're in an eight, five slab. So, <laughs> yeah. and we got that 10 auto. The auto is very nice. So we got that that's going awesome. for us. Yeah. All right. Number three for me. This this might surprise some listeners too. But this is one of my favorite cards. Brady, Tom Brady, 2018 Galactic. What from that the undis un un unparalleled, I think. Yeah, that. Yeah. That what the heck? That is a very – it's a cheaper card. I am surprised. I am I am surprised. I was not expecting this. I didn't even know you had this. Yeah, I really, really enjoy that card. Every time I look through my Brady collection, you know, I see the 2012 Prism Silver and then the first year Select Silver. But, like, I don't know. The Galactic does, does it for me more than even, like, those two, which I know that – the other two are worth way more than the galactic, but I just really like the galactic. I've enjoyed owning that. And I, they very rarely sell. I I'll search eBay real quick. I doubt there's any up. Um, yeah. There's the last one that I see sold February 22nd. And before that February, October 11th. Yeah. So they don't sell super often. And when they do, it's, I'll see a Brady collector post and be like, oh, I won this. And so <laughs> you can tell it's locked in a PC. But I, I'm i a huge fan of the card. And just holding it in person, it looks really nice. And it's a BGS9. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why I like it so much. I think it's just the shine and the pose that he's doing maybe. But um, yeah, I'm just a big fan of the card. And I actually think it does have upside too, like as far as like dollars go. Just because those it's so football cool. galactics are sneaky that they, yeah, they even are, exist. Because they they're yeah. in a product that uh, I don't think exists anymore and yeah. uh, gets uh, little to no love at all. Yeah, they, uh, they, um, I want to say the Brady's like less than. I'm doubting myself now, but I want to say it's less than a pop 10. I wouldn't be surprised. That seems about right for a galactic. I'm, but like that's first year galactic for Brady. 
And then LeBron first year Galactic is like what sixty thousand? Oh, yeah, sixty thousand. Yeah, yeah, it's sixty thousand in PSA ten. Yeah, the last okay. So the Brady first year Galactic five PSA nines, five PSA eights, um, three BGS nine point fives, one BGS nine, and that's it. Wow. So yeah, that's pretty SP. An interesting no card PSA for sure. I uh, yeah. I guess I'll go to my number three. To this is the last of my big ticket ones. I guess the Ian book was you know not a big ticket, but the the middle two are the Hank Aaron nineteen fifty four tops PSA four rookie that is coming in at number three once again. I might say that it is a weak PSA four. But a PSA four nonetheless, and uh, I am, I'm definitely excited about that one. That one, when I bought, I had the intentions of just locking up, and yeah, at, evidenced by the fact that it's on number the top five cards, it is not going to be going anywhere. That one is in the uh, extreme long hold. Like I don't, I just have no desire to really move it. I'm in it at a good price. Like, I don't know. I, I don't see it going below what I got it for. Cause I bought it March, 2020. So like okay. pandemic pandemic prices like, or came down a little bit, but honestly, this was still pretty close to comps at that time, but it's, it's up a lot since then. And it's just, honestly, I think my favorite vintage card ever made. I think I, oh. it is my favorite vintage card made. I just love what? the design. What year is that one again? I, I need to look 54, it up. I don't... 54 tops. It's orange. Oh, okay. I guess, you know, most, you know. Oh, that is orange. Nice yeah, it's a really nice card. The Ernie Banks is that year too, but it doesn't look as cool. The Hank Aaron. The Jaggy Robinson that year also does not look as cool. The Hank Aaron 1954 is, I think, my favorite vintage card for sure has ever been made. Yeah, that that is a cool card. Yeah, the design on that thing is is pretty tough to beat. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, that is a very nice card. That is only that is not going anywhere. That would be left standing after the 52 like tops like Jackie Robinson. That will be gone before that 54 Hank leaves cuz I'm not getting rid of the 54 Hank. Gotcha. But number two, yeah, number two, Matt, where are we at? Number two. All right. We're, we're beating we're out logo. Brady. We're beating out Jordan and <laughs> LeBron. We beat these. This card beats Jordan, LeBron, yeah. and MJ. Yeah, I'll go with kind of a good uh, segue because you were just talking about Jackie. But I'll go with my Jackie Robinson cut auto. The cut auto. Oh. Which it – Mostly the reason that I really like it is because I've had it for so long. That is I bought facts. It, I bought it for like $700. That's insane. A long time ago. So I like the price that I got it for, obviously. Um, and then I also really like it because uh, so, so it's a cut and I, I bought it and I didn't know where the cut was from. Um, and I don't, it doesn't say anything about. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about where the cut is from on the card, but 
when I posted it, somebody DM'd me and was like, hey, I just want to let you know, I'm not sure if you know, but that cut is from like a real old Dodgers program. Oh, that is cool. So, yeah, so someone must have – and he signed it with pencil too. So, there are a lot of those cuts that are in pencil. Yeah, so I think that's kind of cool. Just, uh, you know, someone got a free little uh, book at the game and then just got it signed with a pencil and then ends up in a cut in, in my PC. So I, That's and pretty I, awesome. Yeah, and I just really like the price point I got it for. It makes me feel good every time I look at it. Just <laughs> Yeah. Even if you don't want to get rid of it, there's definitely something to be said for the fact that when you got something so early, especially when you're dealing with higher dollar cards like that, like when you get something at such a good price, it makes you can enjoy it more because you feel that like even if there was the bottom of things like fell out, like that's going to be, you know, in the money for like always. Right. And and that allows you to not worry about the money and just like enjoy the high dollar card. And sometimes with the high dollar cards, the money becomes stressful, but like in that situation is much less stressful, which makes it, which is what makes it fun. Yep. 100%. Number two for me, we're going vintage again. We're going 1960 tops, which is, I believe, oh, wait, wait, oh, I'm actually scared now. It's, I actually lied to you. It's 1969 tops. I feel, I, I feel I deserve shame for that. But, <laughs> but it is, it's definitely 1969. It's the Reggie Jackson 1969 tops rookie and also a PSA four. And that one is sentimental. So this is a much lower dollar card than the Hank in a PSA four. But once again, it is one of my favorite old tops designs. I really like the 1969 tops design. Obviously, way more printed than 54, but that bought that is a card that I found, and it was the best card I found when I first started getting into cards. And I would dug through my dad's old shoe boxes of cards, literal shoe boxes of yeah. like his old cards, and like some of them are like his brother's old cards like who his brother was older than him. So there's some that are a couple of years like older and stuff, but they're from his shoe boxes. They just sat in my basement in boxes for, I mean, what? I don't know, since the house was there and they were just sitting and I got my Beckett. I went with my grandparents to the LCS and they bought me the $30 giant yearly Beckett. And I had that puppy out and I was looking through, I opened it to the old pages of tops and I was finding the values in the Beckett because that's how it was done at this time. This is pre-2010 probably, or 2010-ish we're at now. Yeah, I would say 2010 to 2011 is when this is. And I found this Reggie Jackson rookie card in there. And that was a big find. I mean, a Hall of Fame rookie, like a very yeah. popular card. And I don't know, he, he gave it to me. Uh, after I found that because I went through and found all his other good ones and I like found that one out and like several years later he gave it to me I got it slabbed up just for protection and just so I could like have it to easier to display and that comes in at number two it's really cool it has That's a pen cool. mark it even has a pen mark on the back so I was surprised it got a PSA 4 but it's pretty awesome yeah 
That's a good one. I like you said, I really like that design. I looked it up on on eBay and that is a very clean design. Just very simple. And yeah, I like it. Trying to remember what year. All right. I think that was the 2019 they did the or 2019 oh, or 2018 they did the heritage of that year. And that was a oh, good year yeah. for heritage. All right. Number 1. Number 1 is a Miguel Cabrera 2013 five-star booklet. Is that the one with oh, the tiny swatches? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, I remember that card. Yeah, the four the four game-used swatches on card auto. Um, that one, sentimental uh, for me, just because, well – Loved watching Cabrera. Loved watching the Tigers growing up. And when I – that was the first high-end card I bought. And I remember I was probably – well, it was in 20 – card was made in 2013. So I think I bought it in 2013, I got to imagine. So I was probably 12, 13, somewhere in that range. That's a big and, card for at the time for a 12 or 13-year-old. That's the big – yeah, I pretty much sold my whole collection for like $150 to buy it. <laughs> and then, so then I, I had it and then I traded it away. No. Yep. And I was right when I shipped it off, I was like, this is a mistake. And then, so the guy that I traded it to ended up auctioning it off on eBay. And I just remember, like, I had, I think I had $150 in, in cash. Like, that's all I had. And so my mom said, you know, I could bid 150 on her eBay account for it to get it back. And I remember with, like, a minute left, I got outbid. And I was like, I was like, Mom, you got to let me. You got to let me. And she's like. Ah, she's like, okay, fine. And let me go up to 200. And I still remember I ended up winning it for 187.50. And so for the next like two months, I was just doing like all these different chores to like get my slaving away to to for those 37 (laughs) bucks. Yeah, I was slaving away for the $37. And it was yeah, I just remember doing that trade and regretting it so bad and then getting outbid and being so sad and then winning it. And, yeah, it's not going anywhere now because of, yeah. The it fact a- that you were able to reclaim the exact copy is actually really cool. The, that yep. it wasn't like a different one of the run, that it was the same copy. Right. Yeah, yeah, same card. Yeah, so I'm, I've enjoyed it for a long time. and. Yeah. And th- I mean, it's worth like a hundred and it's actually funny. Cause we were talking about this before, but one hadn't comped for a super long time. So I was like, I wonder what it's worth. You know, I looked it up one comp two days ago for one forty-five. That's so, funny. Down about $50 on it, but you know, that's it. not, you know, honestly not- on stuff like that, that's a, I would consider that a victory. Cause like when you used to buy oh, that yeah. stuff, when we bought that type of stuff back in the day, there was no expectation of value. 
being maintained right. really whatsoever. You're just like, this is awesome. Do you remember, yeah. you remember the, the, the box that that came in that back in those days, this is a lesson to all you new hobby folk back in 2013. And I'm pretty sure 2014 five star came in a box like definitive and diamond icons come in today. It came in the big box and it had like six hits or something in it. And it was expensive. It was like a 600 or a 500, 700, something like that dollar box. Cause like it came with like a ton of hits. And at the time, I mean, it was like insane how much it cost. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that was like a, I, yeah, that was a very high end product, but it, it was, was an very extremely high end product for the time. Yeah. It was very nicely done though. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I could definitely use another Cabrera five-star auto. I would not, not mind that. I ever tell you, I was trying at one point to collect every 2014 five-star patch auto out of 35. Really? That would be, that would be pretty cool. I remember I bought the Giancarlo Stanton with like the Marlins M in it. Do you remember? And it was sweet. And that cost me $55. And I thought, Oh, one of the big ones gone. Yeah. <laughs> Knocked out. <laughs> yeah, it's cra- it's crazy how much stuff's going on. I actually have the 2014. I was just looking at them like on my desk. Sadly, listeners can't see, but they look like this. Oh, yeah. Like those were cool and they were cheap. David yeah. Wright was like 20 bucks. Evan Longoria was like 15 bucks. Yeah. Like Paul Goldschmidt was like maybe 25 bucks. Like, and they were awesome cards and they on card game use big patch window. Sadly, now that stuff's more expensive, like for new sets, but they were awesome. Yeah. My number one, it comes like Matt's with a story. We've got the 2014 notable nicknames, David Ortiz Auto, inscribed Big Poppy. So it's not just written Big Poppy, it's signed David Ortiz and then written Big Poppy, like below it. 2015, I think I said 2014. 2015 National Treasures out of 25. It is a nice National Treasures card where you do not feel like you lost the logo. The logo, you know, you're not crying over not having a logo on it because it's just a little picture with a big, bold autograph. One actually sold on mm-hmm. Sunday for the first time in three years uh, on eBay. I don't know, Matt, if you can pull it up. Listeners, maybe yeah. you can pull it up. I, cool this was back when I used to watch breaks of National Treasures. Like, I used to watch case after case break of this stuff. And this was such a cool card to me. I even bought on Instagram a custom David Ortiz stand back that oh. someone made out of wood <laughs> and painted. If you dig deep on my IG, you can find it. But to display this card, and that's still how I have it displayed. It is, cool. and I got, it's so cool. Like he wanted, the guy who made it, like made the display, say David Ortiz have a Red Sox logo. And he took the auto from my card and he had that auto printed onto the display stand. Oh, that's cool. That's a lot of effort. It was like $30. I, if, if you ever want to scroll deep on my IG, you can find it. But he was hmm. like, which Ortiz auto do you want printed on it? Like, which card do you want the auto from to be printed on it? And I looked through many Ortiz autos to discern, you know, which one I wanted printed on this stand. And it was really cool. 
but yeah, that is right. my first ever big card. It was like 75 bucks. And that was like my first ever big one. It's pretty rare. I have never seen another year where he's inscribed big poppy on it. So that inscription makes it really special. And yeah, definitely the number one card, like by a lot. I like how you, um, like you said, when I'm, I'm looking at the card listeners, you can look it up too, but you don't, yeah, you don't notice that it's missing a logo yes, really. It's because huge. They cut off like the, where the logo would be kind of. As far but as it, the, it's, it's like in a good looking and, way. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't, I, I honestly would not have noticed unless you said anything. Like I would not have thought about that. It's, it's, it's a good job by them. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's one of the best jobs that they've, they've done. I, I, man, I'm pulling this card up now. I got to look at it again, but it was such a cool card. Big fan. That's our top five. Each of us took a little bit, but you know, I hope you enjoyed the story time, everyone, because it's definitely fun to talk about stuff like this. And I don't, you can probably tell we both enjoy it. Yeah. A little bit longer of an episode, but I think it was, yeah, I think it was, was a good one. So yeah, we'll, uh, We'll be back next week for episode 28. So, yeah, be sure to share the podcast. And as we said at the beginning, um, we appreciate you listening. And, yep, see you next week.